1: It's Wednesday, so it's time for Wayne on Wednesday. Wayne McCurry is a portfolio manager at FNB Wealth and Investment. Wayne, a couple of deals coming through involving South African companies, yes. which I, I think is probably quite a good thing. Vodacom uh, buying a, a stake in Vodafone Egypt or taking Vodafone Egypt's stake out, whatever it is, and uh, another deal as well. And there's also been the machinations within the Platinum Group Metals industry in uh, in the um, in the Platinum Belt in South Africa. So. I I think it's probably quite a a good thing, isn't it? People saying, right, I'm I'm confident enough to go and do these deals now. Yes, that is good.
0: And, of course, the mining companies, you know, every single day they exploit an asset that has a finite lifetime,
1: Mm.
0: lifespan. So they've got to increase reserves. They've got to buy other companies that have reserves or they've got to go and find greenfield or brownfield expansion. And they haven't done that since they almost all went bankrupt in 2015. And now they flush with cash after their nice commodities run, and they've got to spend the money. So that's happening quite you know, and it's, there's going to be more of it because yeah. now is the time when they now is the only time they can afford to do it. And that, that's going to continue. And then on, then on the Vodacom one, I mean, the Vodacom Egypt story, I just don't know enough about it. but as far as I understand, you know they know, they know the business because they're in the business.
1: Yes.
0: So taking out the Vodafone phone share, I think makes some sort of sense. You know they're not going into new territory. The dark fibre Africa and the Vumatel, I think is an exceptionally good deal. Now I I didn't have a spare 48 hours to fully understand. <laughs> the release that they made. Yeah. I read it three times, but God damn it, it made no sense to me, to be honest. I, I think you'd have to really spend a week studying what they're actually paying for it. I couldn't work that out, but clearly it's a lot of money. I mean, it's in the, it's probably all in all eight or six or eight or 10 billion, but it it, it was not well worded. it It was way too complex, but putting that aside, um, These are fantastic assets. They truly are fantastic assets. So I think Vodacom, you know, a feather in their cap for getting these assets from Rembrandt.
1: Yes, well, exactly. And uh, you can see the investors rewarding them with their share price doing very well Mm. today, top of the shop at at the moment, which is very good. Are you a holder of Vodacom? Would you be a holder given what you've just
0: seen? Yes, we're very, very big holders of Vodacom. And we've been looking at our Vodacom and looking at what MTN's done with a little bit of jealousy, because Vodacom clearly, you know, in the last little while has not outperformed MTN, but there seems to be some catch-up, and we're very pleased with that. So yes.
1: Okay, good. What else are you seeing at the moment, Wayne? Apart from uh, the market uh, markets, just... apart from markets is staying at elevated levels.
0: Yeah. Look, look, whatever happens to markets we're not going to get, I don't think, an almighty correction. I mean, that's still very dependent on what inflation does, but I don't think inflation is staying above 5% in America. It might not fall as much as what everyone wants it to fall, but it's not staying above 5%. So the, the main reason why I think we won't get an almighty correction is that You need a debt bubble to burst with higher interest rates to get an all-fall-down scenario. And there is no debt bubble in consumers and in corporates. There is a massive, massive, absolutely enormous debt bubble in governments, but that's a very different kind of debt bubble. You know, that doesn't necessarily affect profitability and company margins and stock market valuations. Eventually, someone's going to pay the price for this for the government debt bubble. You know, that's why I wouldn't touch a developed market government bond with five barge poles, because I think maybe that's the next true bubble to burst is the the long bond rates. But there's no consumer and um, corporate bubble. So, even though stock markets can fall from these levels, the fall's not 50%. You know, at maximum, I don't know, pick a number, almost 20%, which is still quite material, but that will give back less than one year's gains. So, yeah, the markets are elevated and there is clearly an element of overvaluation in the market, specifically overseas, and it's and, and it's the normal fan shares. Well, they're not the FANG shares anymore. What are they now? The,
1: mang the MANGs. Shares? yeah. They're MANGs because of Meta mm-hmm. at the front. Yes, exactly. Just sitting and
0: looking at it. On the other thing, we sort of trying to not understand, but I suppose a little bit um, surprised by the news is that the SA consumer is doing surprisingly well. I mean, we had a big report back by our economists, and the consumer income levels and consumer expenditure levels are all back to pre-COVID levels. Just about every retailer that reports nowadays, their turnover, their profits are back to pre-COVID levels. So despite the fact that it is the very, very typical jobless recovery, I mean, there is, you know, almost no jobs created in the private sector There's still, as a country, we're still probably a million jobs lower than where we were pre-COVID. But the consumer is in reasonably good shape. And with low interest rates, and interest rates will go up, but they still are low at the moment. The debt servicing costs are of the lowest we've seen on record. So the consumer should be okay going forward and and therefore we still like the banks, we still like the retailers, we still like the South African-focused shares for that reason. Of course, if interest rates go up more than what you expect and a whole lot of ifs, you know, the consumer may come under some pressure, but despite everything you hear, the consumer's actually doing okay. I mean, that's what the statistics and the numbers show. I mean, there's been a remarkable gain in in efficiency because essentially the the country is doing the same amount of work in inverted commas or the same amount of output pre COVID with a million jobs less so there's huge productivity gains and efficiency gains so it, it actually looks reasonably okay and that's why you know even though you know i've said for a long time the rands fair value at 1550 putting all of this together and some sort of stability in commodity prices, because I know is now where we spoke about where I said it could fall to, it could fall from 220 to 80, and that's where it is, $80. So as long as we don't get a further collapse in commodity prices, the economic outlook for South Africa is not good, but at least it's reasonable. Yeah,
1: it is, but I'm I'm looking at the RAND. And the RAND
0: as well should be okay. The RAND should be okay. I mean, maybe... At the worst, the most pessimistic you can be is 16. But I also don't foresee a RAND collapse.
1: Yeah, but the RAND went from to 1550. It came back to 1490, and now it's 1520. Yeah, let's, it's 1520. Let's call it. 20, so it's, yeah. it's almost as though it's a, a sell the rally in the RAND market at the moment, which is which is what we've been used to uh, well, yeah. for 20, 30 years now. And of course, we've got the medium term budget policy statement tomorrow. Yes. So I have a look at it, and I think to myself... Yeah, uh, the, the, the rand is is probably going to weaken in an orderly fashion.
0: What do you think? Yes, it should. Yes, I mean the rand is a structurally weak currency. It should weaken on average <clears throat> over long time periods five, six, seven percent a year, mm. and that's where effectively I get the fifteen rand fifty from. And yes, I, I agree with you. The rand, the rand is a structurally weak currency, unfortunately, and will remain so unfortunately, for the foreseeable future. But of course, it's interesting on on the RAND. If you would have kept your money in RANDs for the last... I'm ignoring tax, and I know you can't really, but at the moment, I'm ignoring tax. If you would have kept your money in RANDs and earned South African interest rates uh, for the last 20 years versus taking your money in dollars and earning dollar interest rates, you'd be more or less in the same position. Because the RAND interest rates compensates you for the RAND weakness over the longer
1: term. Okay, this is the time of year, Wayne, where you start to write uh, letters to your uh, customers, your clients rather, and you start to uh, uh, to the, the Wayne 2022 outlook. Um, what, what are you going to say to people over the next few weeks about the next year? Yeah.
0: Well... And, you know, and and maybe this is the sort of almost standard answer that any asset management firm gives. Yeah. I mean, they would normally say high single digits or low double digit returns from equity. So it's, it's a fairly standard answer. I mean, the only time we'll deviate hugely from that answer, if on the 1st of January, the stock markets where they were, where they were at the worst of COVID, then you'll say, okay, from this level, the market can rally strongly. But I think that's more or less the same story. You know, I I, I actually don't think we'll see a positive return from equity next year. Uh, globally, South Africa could give you a, a positive return. And the best asset classes to be in, look, you can never get out of equity, but the best asset classes to be in will probably be SA bonds and SA property, but there's a lot of risk attached to that, but at least there's still reasonable value there and then within south african equity a tilt towards consumer related shares and within overall equity a tilt out of global as global equity into south african equity because the valuations as you said right in the beginning valuations overseas are stretched there you know there's there's a reasonable amount of danger in global shares there's not a imminent catastrophe as we've also spoken about But there is reasonable danger in global valuations. I mean, they are very, very high. And and they're high for very good reasons. In other words, the Mang shares. Because when you look at how these companies generate cash flows and profits, it's astonishing. And, And they're not going anywhere. But that doesn't mean the market can't change the valuation of those shares. But the downside is limited, as we've
1: also said a few times now. Yes, there's always a put there. It doesn't matter what the you know, central banks say, and they're withdrawing this um, amount of quantitative easing, and they're potentially going to raise rates in the next year or two. Uh, if anything happens, yes. they'll reverse all of those things. They have the ability to do so and the will to do yes. so as well. But, uh, the,
0: real, the real question is, which may only be answered long, on, long after I'm dead or buried, Dead, dead, and buried. Mm-hmm. Is that? Is that actually the answer? Is that every time something wobbles, the, the central banks come in, slash interest rates, inject liquidity, because you must remember this quantitative easing. You know, as far as I can remember, is unheard of in history for the United States central bank. It's 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 a it's a, it's a given thing in countries like Zimbabwe, where you just print money and everything goes for a ball. But uh, we just don't know in America as to whether this actually is the guaranteed answer to everything that you, when something goes wrong, the central bank just prints a few trillion dollars and cut interest rates to zero and everything recovers and everything's hunky-dory. It's happened this time because inflation up until very recently has remained subdued because people were just terrified and didn't spend money. But, you know, I'm not too sure that ultimately this is the answer because it is effectively a free lunch. And yeah. I've learned in life there's no, no such, such thing, thing as a free, as a free lunch. lunch.
1: Exactly, yeah, exactly. But
0: effectively it is a free lunch. I mean, no. imagine, imagine, imagine living in, in America. Okay, let's just say living in America and you're you, you average Joe. You are average Joe. You've got a motor car loan. You've got a mortgage bond, etc., etc. et cetera. Et cetera. And all of a sudden, your interest rates go to zero. Yeah. To zero. Mm. And the government sends you a, a good couple of checks in,
1: in the post. I mean, that's a free lunch. Hmm. Yes, of course it is. I mean, we've got a put. There's a put option for anyone. I mean, you, Wayne, yes, you've, you've had it easy if you're an American investor. Uh, an Amer- sorry, an yeah, investor in American option. equities, yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, of course, you've got a put option. And... You could effectively borrow money and get a dividend yield that that will with ease pay the interest on the loan that you borrow to buy equity with ease pay that you know yeah. so yeah it wasn't a free lunch and so far and, and the and the inflation question's not answered yet, but so far it has been a free lunch because you've been able to do all of that without inflation spiraling out of control because when other countries do it, and I don't always like using Zimbabwe as a sample, as an example, but it's the one we know the best. Mm. You know, when they started printing money to pay government expenses and all of these other things, the, the currency eventually disappeared. Now, it didn't just weaken, it weakened till I don't know how many billions of Zimbabwe dollars against the US dollar, and then it just disappeared. So there, there was a price to play. There wasn't a free lunch, but in America for 10, 12 years now, it's been a free lunch.
1: It has been. Uh, Wayne, I know you've got to get off for a a five o'clock interview, so we can't talk food as we normally do. I will tell you, though, that I am planting my winter vegetables and salads at the moment in my little uh, uh, roof terrace um, uh, boxes. Uh, but next week, uh, I want you to start thinking about um, Christmas lunch or Christmas dinner. Oh, uh, yes, I can give you a whole lot. Oh, yeah, I can exactly. give you a long story about yeah, that. We'll, we'll do that. We'll do that. We'll do that next week. So, <laughs> okay, Wayne, see. thank you very much for your time. It's Wayne McCurry for and be Wealth and Investment.